When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're back with Jay Bergen. He is the author of Lenin, the Mobster and the Lawyer, the Untold Story. Welcome back, Jay. Thank you, Steve. I wanted to talk a little bit more music. You know, your your book is all about a trial case and then uh, the ensuing friendship that you had developed with John. And I never got to ask you, I know you're a big music fan, and we talked a little bit about that. So after all these years, I'm just curious uh, your book made me do it. Uh, have you gone back and listened to the rock and roll album? Yes. Yes. Several times. And what are your thoughts? Because I was amazed, you know, I went to like allmusic.com and I kind of skipped around with it. And, you know, it's very highly regarded now. And I think, you know, maybe due to the bootleg version, I think it was not so when it first came out, but it seems to be very highly regarded now. I think John was right that people were kind of, some critics were, were laying in wait for it. And if you stop and think about it for a minute, I mean, here was John Lennon taking some of these critically important songs from the early 1950s, the dawning of, uh, of rock and roll, and giving them his interpretation. And people are bound to start saying, oh, no, he did a lousy job on that. And what? why is he doing it in the first place? So he was really taking a huge risk. But I think the other thing, you know, I think you learn about from my book and really looking at his different albums that he made, he was taking risks uh, with the avant-garde albums that he did with, with Yoko. He took a risk on uh, Double Fantasy. So uh, I think overall, the rock and roll album turned out a lot better than a lot of people thought uh, at the outset. I mean, like uh, Dave Marsh, I think, said uh, in his testimony that John's interpretation of a song like Peggy Sue, he said it was a very difficult song but he gave it new meaning. And I don't know how you, you feel about it, but I, I thought that looking back on it all these decades later, it had a lot more meaning and a lot more substance than people thought about it at that time. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I love cover albums anyway. Um, that's a good one. And it, it seems today everybody's doing one. So John, of course, was uh, forefront in that movement. Do you have a favorite John Lennon album? It's either Plastic Ono or Imagine. Imagine's just a great song, and, and the album is terrific, and uh, the whole structure of the album and the design of the, uh, the album cover and the jacket. I'm sure you remember the testimony John gave about how he had a friend design the uh, sleeve of the album so that the lyrics were, were around in a circle. Mm -hmm. And then on the other side, it was the same thing with the circle, but with the people who worked on the album. That was very clever. Yeah, he was quite involved in that. I'm going to guess, maybe you answered this question, favorite song by John Lennon? Is that the one you just mentioned? I think my favorite song of his was Help. Wow. Wow. A Beatles tune. Of the Beatles. Yes. I mean, and, but he, he wrote that right. song. Right. 
I have to admit, I uh, I love watching the wheels. You mentioned that in our uh, long interview, and I just love that song. I think it's great. Your book has tons, but can you give me your favorite memory or, or just something that, that hits you about your time with John? Well, I, I, I've given that a lot of thought. I mean, you know, we had a lot of laughs. We had a lot of fun. But I think one of the, one of the moments that, that I really remember was when we were in the courtroom and we were getting ready to play, because uh, I remember, maybe I didn't make it clear before, but on the counterclaims, we brought uh, from the record plant recording equipment and sound equipment, and we played a lot of the albums or portions of the albums because the judge wanted to hear them. Mm. But there came a moment in the, the counterclaim trials with Dave Marsh on the witness stand, we were going to play the Roots version of Ain't That a Shame, and then uh, the John Lennon rock and roll version of Ain't That a Shame. And for some reason, I think the judge got a telephone call or something, and we took a break. And I walked back to John and uh, to talk to him and just, you know, because we, I didn't know how long we were going to be uh, waiting there. And John and Yoko were sitting together. And John said, are you going to play the, uh, some of the Roots songs now? And I said, yes. And he said, well, Jay, I, I can't stay here. Mm. And I said, what do you mean you can't stay here? He said, I can't stay here to listen to them because it's going to be very painful. And John had not, he had never played the Roots album or listened to any of it. And I said, you can't leave. And he just kind of looked at me. And I said, the judge, the judge is, is going to, wants to listen to these, these songs. And this is a very important point. And He's going to notice it if you're not here. So you can't leave. And, and he just looked at me. <laughs> and he didn't say anything or anything. I guess I stood up and turned around because I was leaning over uh, to talk to him where he was sitting down. And, um, and he didn't leave. <laughs> and, that, and that was a really important moment, I think. First of all, because uh, here I am, I'm telling John Lennon that he can't do something, although it made all kinds of sense that he should not leave. And, and he listened to me. I should mention one of my favorite parts of your book does involve Judge Grisa, and it's towards the end, but his law clerk asked if you could send her the Rock and Roll and Roots album, explaining that his staff wanted to give the albums to the judge, uh, celebrating his 50th anniversary on the bench, because this was his favorite case. I just thought that was really kind of cool and heartwarming well i i was going to try to i was going to try to get them autographed by john but by he and yoko and sean had left for japan they remember in 77 they took a very very long trip to japan visiting her family and relatives and everything and just kind of uh, uh, you know kind of chilling out but i'll, I'll bore you with one more thing i used to bump into judge grisay at bar luncheons, you know, meetings or things like that. And he would always come up to me with a big smile on his face and he'd say, oh, Mr. Bergen, my favorite case. <laughs> and he'd shake my hand <laughs> because they framed the albums and he had them hanging in his chambers. And the other thing I got for him was Dave Marsh's story in his column, American Grandstand, about his testifying. Have you ever seen that? Mm -mm. Oh, all right. I, I've got to get that to you because I got that framed 
uh, I got that to the judge and then he had it framed and he had it hanging uh, on the wall in his outer office where not in his chambers inside, but where his secretary sat uh, mm. and everything. And that was that was, in that column uh, it was called American Grandstand. Dave described the moment when he was on the stand and Shirtman objected to him testifying about what the two songs were, what they sounded like. And then he said to the judge, do we really need an expert to tell us what we just heard? And the judge said, I guess we really don't. You want me to tell me, tell you what I heard? <laughs> and Shirtman said, yeah, because he didn't have any choice. And the judge then went on to just, just hack the, uh, the album, you know, the pieces, the Roots album. And it was in Dave's column that he said, uh, Shirtman had the look of a man, uh, a miner who had just heard one of the timbers crack. <laughs> it's, it's just a great story. And, and the book is Lennon, the Mobster and the Lawyer, the Untold Story. Jay Bergen's been our guest and he's the author. Uh, pick up the book. You'll learn a lot. You'll laugh a lot. And uh, thank you again, Jay. You're welcome, Steve. Thank you for having me. If you enjoyed this teaser, have a listen to the complete podcast episode on your favorite podcast provider. Please follow, subscribe, and share. And thanks for listening to All Music Podcasts, a member of Pantheon Media. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.